Welcome back to another episode of Warp, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we do unasked for audio commentaries of Star Trek episodes. My name is Sean. My name is Matt. I'm Jake. Aaron. Minwin. Name. We're back again. Um, today, yeah. though, we're not watching Star Trek. Yes. What? Just finished a season <laughs> last week. Which right. means we treat ourselves. Hey, yes. Today, we are watching that. the 1984 David Lynch masterpiece, Dune. Oh. And why are we watching it? Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart's in it. Oh, it'll Connection, baby. Boom. See, <laughs> on it. Um, we're watching it on HBO Max. And I have a clock that says two hours, 16 minutes, and 29 seconds. And I'm punching the triangle in three, two, one, punch. There we Hi, go. Patrick. Movie presentation. Uh huh. Is this one of the movies with like uh, director's cuts or like special editions? Uh, we can talk. We'll talk so we about that. Do context now? Or? Yeah, I guess we should do context right at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean. Min, you've seen this, yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been a while, though. Sean's seen it. I have seen, seen it. it. Jake, had you seen it before uh, you tried to watch yes, it? Yes, I've seen it a few times. No. Yeah. Okay. Yes. May watch. May watched part of it last night. Uh, yeah. Aaron, you have not seen this movie ever. No, and I didn't know it was David Lynch either. Yeah. Uh, on the original release, it was not, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Explain that. He took his name off of it, right? Well, okay. no, it's a little more it's a little more complicated than yeah. that. Oh, I love a little more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> the context on this movie is arguably more interesting than the movie. Than the movie. <laughs> closed captions, Why closed captions. Closed caption. Oh uh, yeah, turn it on. Mm, turned itself there. off. Yep. Yay. So that's the Yaring Virginia Madsen. Uh, oh shoot. Doing the narration. She has a Scarjo look about her. That age. She's like a perfect blend between Scarlett Johansson and Natalie Portman. Kira Knightley a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, all, all white in actress. You <laughs> <laughs> just FMK Madsen with all of that. She, she was uh, 23 when this movie came out, yeah. or 22. There's so much exposition to like this movie that they use her as a device and then like fade her out and then they fade her back in and she's like, wait, oh, there's more. Hold on. Wait, hold I, on. Have more, I have more to say. About <laughs> okay, that's good. Now, that, okay, now you know about the spice, Arrakis. Okay, bye. Oh, wait, hang on. I'm coming back. Oh, oh wait, wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She literally comes back and says, I forgot to yeah. tell you something. <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, it's. I think it's pretty good. This is David Lynch's version of the uh, opening crawl from Star Wars. Right. Mm. Up the story for you. Except David Lynch didn't even film this. This was added uh, after he, after they sort of took the movie from him. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't do this. Uh, So wait, so he directed it like majority of it. And then. Yeah. So he, um, he was hired. Okay, context corner. It's Dune, everybody. Yay. Dune. <laughs> 1965, Frank Herbert writes a book called Dune. It becomes a big hit. It's one of the biggest science fiction novels ever written. Uh, who's, has anybody read the book, speaking of? No. I, I started the first page, I think, and that's as far as I got. 
I have tried. I have tried a few times over the years. <laughs> it's one of those books where every five years yeah. or so, I think, right? I should probably composed and performed. Toto. Toto. Brian Eno. What are these names? Oh my gosh. Nice. It's funny. I actually have a copy right here. I realized it's on my shelf. Yeah. I think Philippe is a, is a fan. Copy right here. I think Philippe is and every, a fan. And every five or six years, I try and get into it, and I get about 35 to 40 pages mm-hmm. in, and I go, I just Ugh. can't. I just can't do it. My father it's such was a slog. A huge like, Dune fan. He loved yeah. the books. He read uh, all of them. It starts with like, an uh, terminology of the Imperium. It's like an A to Z. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> my dad loves it too. My dad loves this book. Oh uh, well, now I have a glossary. It was a very popular book for apparently when this movie first came out, um, they handed everyone a piece of paper as they were going into the theater that had a, the glossary of terms on it. Yeah, <laughs> before you even usually a glossary is in the back. This is like bam. Yeah. They use a lot of uh, word made up words. Yeah, <laughs> in, in this Literally. movie, they added like two and a half minutes of Virginia Madsen telling the story. And then they go into more exposition in this film as they're going through, like, the different planets and, like, they're, oh, they're still doing exposition. Like I like it. <laughs> it is an incredibly exposition-heavy movie. Like, there's a lot going on, right? It is essentially a political thriller set in outer space. Um, so Frank Herbert writes the book. It's immediately a success. Various people try to adapt it. David Lean, who directed Lawrence of Arabia, was one of the first people who was supposed to work on it. Which This is a very sandy movie, so it makes sense that they would go with the guy who made Lawrence of Arabia. (laughs) Outfits. Um, Man, the production still holds up. Yeah, this movie looks amazing. I mean, I mean it's, it, it's it's the argument for practical sets, oh and you know, like it, you could just tell it looks so much cooler than the. It, if you didn't, if you did it now, this is this whole room is CGI, right? Yeah, but they wouldn't even real. have these details. Like no, and that, I mean, it wouldn't. It just wouldn't look as good. Yeah, oh it would look terrible. That's crazy. Um, but they had Min, to build this Min, whole room. Min knows sure. that. Uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky, uh, weirdo filmmaker, even weirder than David Lynch, if you can imagine. (laughs) Um, He was supposed to do it for a while until they realized that doing his version would cost $7 billion and (laughs) 19 hours long and no one would ever want to watch it. Well, Uh, the true nerds would, for sure. They, that mo- that that version of the movie is so famous that they made a movie about, about the movie them. that he never made. Yeah, um, which and is it's actually, a great movie. It's a very interesting documentary if you're yeah. into behind the scenes movie stuff, and you yeah. get to see all the concept art that he came up with for how he wanted the movie to look. And it is it is even batshit crazier than this movie. How, how did Lynch out get? There. All the money to make Dune like this? I don't. Okay, I remember. Yeah, I'm I don't getting even remember to Lynch. So after Jodorowsky uh, drops out, uh, Ridley Scott was supposed to do it for a while. He drops out to make Blade Runner instead, which I have to assume was a pretty good decision in retrospect. And then finally, David Lynch comes along. David Lynch is hot in Hollywood in 1983 because he had just made The Elephant Man, 
which was a big hit, got nominated for a bunch of Oscars. He got nominated for Best Director. It was his big sort of like mainstream breakthrough movie. Raffaella De Laurentiis, Dino's daughter. Dino De Laurentiis is this famous Italian film producer. Raffaella is his daughter. Uh, They have the rights to Dune. She sees the elephant man and says, David Lynch is the man for this job. For this job of making Dune. David Lynch agrees to make the movie, despite the fact that he had never read the book, did not know the story, and does not like science fiction. I was wondering, I'm having a hard time picturing David Lynch sitting down with a copy of Dune. Oh my God. That's like the Richard Branson approach to business. Just say yes, and then you'll figure it out later. He does not like to talk about this movie, so it's hard to find sort of like published statements by him about it because it was such a he had such a terrible time that he basically has disowned this entire thing. Um, but the one he he says that the reason that he did it was because it was an opportunity to do something, you know, you know, he's a very visual guy. So mm-hmm. it was a chance for him to do something on a sort yeah. of spectacle level that he had never been able to do sure. before. I mean, it looks cool. Oh my gosh, this creature is awesome. Crazy, uh, alien, de- revolting, but yeah. cool. It's like a true alien. I love it. David Lynch makes this movie. They shoot it in Mexico. They spend $45 million, which was a lot of money. Sure. I mean, that's like $120 million now. Something like that. But, but correct me if I'm wrong. Elephant Man has how many people in the cast? It's a smallish movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, to imagine. It's Elephant basically Man. about the Elephant Man and his doctor, right? Anthony. What Hopkins. did he. Okay, but he, he had just done Elephant Man, but he had already done Eraserhead. Eraserhead. Yeah, so his first movie that was is Eraserhead. So this is his third movie. Yeah, third. his first movie is Eraserhead. That's the movie that kind of gets him on the radar, but that's a super weird movie. Sure. That was. Kind of an art house movie. Well, that's but why Mel Brooks wanted like a, him to do Elephant Man. Man was like a, a big mainstream hit. You know, didn't Michael was, Jackson sing a song for it? Am I right? Uh, uh, he may have sung a song about it, but it's set in Victorian England. No, so. no, no. He got Elephant Man's skeleton. That's what I'm thinking. He wanted about. to buy it. Yeah, he wanted to buy oh, the Elephant Man. The original Elephant think. Man's bones. Did he not succeed? I thought he had it. I can't remember. I don't remember now. I was like, why am I thinking of Michael Jackson? We'll have to CC that later. <laughs> so he makes his movie. He he his original cut of the movie is four hours long. <laughs> and director at that point, the De Laurentiis uh, duo basically they take the movie away from him, and because he did not have David Lynch is all, the other thing he always says is it's the movie that taught me that I should always have final cut on my movies because. They took it away from him, and they added stuff. They added that Virginia Madsen prologue at the beginning in, in an attempt to make the movie make more sense. Yeah, I was gonna say. But they, but they also cut a lot of stuff out of out of it that might have arguably helped it to make more sense. But of course, can't release a four-hour-long movie. Um, they well, release it. It's a flop. It's a commercial flop. It's a critical flop. I'll read you guys some of the reviews of from it from the time later, and they are uh, pretty scathingly funny. Uh, Ebert, in particular, hated this movie. Um, and so David Lynch goes, I'm never going to work on a big budget again. I'm never going to work on a movie that I don't have complete tro- control over again. And uh, he goes off and makes Blue Velvet and basically stays – Stays in his lane from in that, that lane, from yeah. that point on. Mm. Never, never attempts to make anything on this 
level uh, ever again. But that's since, the context of Dune. But since Dune has made uh, become a cult hit, has he uh, gone back to acknowledge it? Has have has he released the four hour director cut? Has he is he is never that he he still to this day wow. essentially does not like to talk about it. Okay. Well, I uh, doubt he has the rights to his cut. Do you think? I don't know. Well, apparently Universal does, and okay. every uh, ev- it's so loved. Every once in a while. There are you get you hear these sort of rumors that like, oh, Universal is talking to David Lynch about maybe releasing a special edition of Dune and like but not like nothing ever comes of it. And I'm pretty sure nothing ever comes of it because David Lynch doesn't want to do it. You know what I mean? Once he'll have to pass and his estate will have to buy into like be like paid off. And that's when we'll get the four hour version, I think. But there are certainly lots of David. This is very much a David Lynch movie in a lot of ways. Like it's on a huge, bizarre scale, but it's got a lot of his favorite actors in it. I was going to say, there's 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 baby Kyle MacLachlan. Oh, he's Uh, so handsome. Look at that mm -hmm, face. mm -hmm. David Lynch's alter ego is. is And more Uh, exposition. We're going to see lots of other David Lynch regulars over the course of this movie, too. And, you know, it's weird and it's kind of like it's kind of disturbing in a way that David Lynch movies can be. It's definitely got a David there Lynch is. feel. There's the man. <laughs> the reason we watch it. Oh, and there's a quantum leap. Uh, yeah. Wow. So these dudes, Aaron, would you like a brief explanation of what's happening in the movie? Sure. <laughs> now that we did real it's world, it's not content. really playing. It's a like a flip over here, so <laughs> I'm making no sense of it. So Kyle McLaughlin is the son of a, a guy named Duke Leo, Duke Leto, and those three dudes are like his tutors that are just that are supposed to teach him to be become a king, basically, right? And they live on this planet that's all water, but they're about to get reassigned by the emperor to go to another planet that's all dirt. And that's the planet that everybody, that the name of the book comes from. And it's also where this thing called the spice is mined. The spice is like a, a, a mineral that uh, allows space travel. It's like what powers their ships. And it also gives them, if you snort it, it gets you high and gives you like mind reading powers and shit. But they are sending them there. The emperor, who was that guy we saw earlier in the gold room with Virginia Madsen, that's the emperor. He's sending them there as part of a plot uh, because he really wants them dead. Okay, so it's not. Over this planet is actually. So iron blocks fighting each other right now. Yeah, so they have these like um, energy uh, shield things that when they, they turn cool. them on, actually, they are cool. From getting, it got blocks you from getting hurt. So Patrick Stewart is playing one of his like tutors who's teaching him how to self defense, and he's got it. How's how do what do people feel about this Dean Stockwell look here with the mustache, <laughs> the mustache and the, the real eyebrows? Choice. It's a great it's a great play. I like yeah. the mustache. Yeah, it's bold. I like it. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. It works with the outfit, <laughs> the hair, the nice. It is, it is kind of timely that we're watching this because the new one comes out 
Uh, this year sometime. Who's directing that? Is that uh, Dennis Villanueva? The, uh, Villanueva, the arrival guy. Didn't he also do Blade Runner? Yeah, the, the Blade Runner he sequel. Did the Blade Runner sequel. Mm-hmm. I have seen all the of those classics books. now. Oh my god! What can you imagine being in his shoes? And you're like, oh my gosh! He's probably watched these movies and loved them, and then he now he gets the chance to like uh, re- remake them, redo them. Apparently, he's always wanted to make Dune. Like it's yeah. this is like a dream movie for him. Wow! So in the new movie, how old do you think Pat uh, Kyle MacLachlan is in this movie? In this movie, twenty. Yeah. 18. Anybody else want to guess? <laughs> no, I don't want to guess. I'm not 23. Yeah, he's 25. Wow. How about Patrick Stewart? <laughs> and in the in the and in the new one, it's Timothy Chalamet is playing that part. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, and he's also 25. But doesn't he seem much younger than than Kyle MacLachlan looks in this movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like Kyle is. MacLachlan looks like an adult, a young adult, but still an adult. Timothy Chalamet looks like he's twelve still. Well, if you put my uniform from uh, "Call Me by Your Name" and "Little, Little Women. Women," the new one. New Women, okay. Little Women. I've seen it. I just don't. I can't picture him. Yeah, just squint your eyes at Kyle MacLachlan, and you basically got Timothy Chalamet. If they put him in like that type of suit, like uh, uniform, Sorry. they could make they can older him up, Chalamet. Yeah. He's just a more give him that version. hair, give him the nice eighties. I mean, his wave. hair is pretty shaggy. Uh, so anyway, they're teaching Kyle MacLachlan how to be a soldier. It's all whatever. I'm sort of regretting I picked this movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's like so much you could talk about, like the setup of this movie, like even more so than they've already tried to do. It's just like it goes. There's a lot of jargon. There's a lot of there's a lot of vocabulary. Yeah, you have to know about like all the different factions and all the different planets and Oh, I don't care about that. I'm I just uh I just like the cool looks. You just like the rogue the cool robot? Yeah, well, the robot is sort of cheesy, but everybody else like uh, Patrick Stewart, kind of like, uh, everyone. Everyone looks awesome. The set design, I mean, when you look at it too long, it it's it feels a little dated, but the the detail that's gone into it is just I'm I'm still amazed by it all. I'm 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 impressed that they pulled it off, uh, like David Lynch especially, cuz this is just so huge of a scale. It feels to me the other movie that he almost made, and instead he made this, was he also got offered the job directing Return of the Jedi. Yes. <laughs> Which, it's kind of fun to to think about what David Lynch's Return what of the, the Jedi world, would have looked like. What a world with David Lynch's Return of the Jedi. I'm like. thinking the Ewoks are not nearly as cuddly <laughs> in yeah. David Lynch's Return of the Jedi. It would definitely be eating the corpses of the Imperial. Yeah, they've got fangs. <laughs> Well, everyone ultimately got to make their their space movie, right? Because uh, Ridley Scott got to make Aliens. Aliens, the second one, did he do? Well, he did the first, first one, Alien, right? And it's totally different from Dune, and that's different from uh, Return of the Jedi. <clears throat> yeah, that's all true. <laughs> I mean, I think it looks really cool. Yeah, it looks super cool. What was uh, David Lynch knows how to make film. movies. Like, there's no doubt about it. So there's yeah. Kyle's dad. That's his dad. The Duke. The Duke. 
Sorry, you got nothing on the Duke from Bridgerton, dude. Got nothing on him. <laughs> what else has this actor been in? <laughs> um, that's Jurgen Prock now. Yeah. He was in Das Boot. Das Boot. Das Boot. The English pageant. We lost May. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's thinking about Bridgerton right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just laughing how there was like no response. <laughs> uh, I only saw one episode. I'm neutral on Bridgerton. Yeah. I want to like it, but I'm just like, I don't know. Something's missing. I've heard I, I've heard of it. Don't know anything about it. But the guy's amazing looking. He is fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we actually have it simultaneously playing because it's supposed to match up. <laughs> <laughs> It's like dark side personal of the dark side of the moon wizard of Oz. Yeah. Cool. Whenever a sandworm appears, people in Bridgerton are having sex. It's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. And you doubly should... erotic. Yeah. You should try playing. This movie that. has music along by Toto in it, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, we saw. Uh, is it the uh, the, the rains in Africa or no? And that is that yes, too on that's the nose? All they, do over and over. <laughs> they just play Africa out of throughout the whole movie. That would work. Yeah, <laughs> but they do mm. have more than one hit. I do like that you realized that that would be a little on the nose, though. <laughs> yeah. I bless the rains down in Arrakis. <laughs> there you go. Well, there's there's sting. sting. Yeah. It doesn't look like Sting, weird, oddly enough. <laughs> Was this the first thing Sting acting he ever did? Uh, I don't know. There's Sean Young. Young. The blue eyes. Did they have to wear special UV contacts for those blue eyes? Or I believe that... they were wearing contacts, yeah. Is that wow. practical, you think? That's not overlaid? No, I'm sure. I think they're probably wearing blue contact lenses. I think I think it might be a combination. It's my guess. Who Who is this? That's Paul's mother. Cool-ass fucking... So she's... Mm-hmm. She, has a, she has a very strange and exotic name. Jessica. Yeah, her name is Jessica. <laughs> Well, his name is Paul. It's not like they have like outlandish names. That's funny. His dad's name is Leo. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, Leto. Yeah, this is funny. The name, the names that have survived to the tenth year ten thousand. Right. We forgot to mention that part. It's supposed to be like the year ten thousand. Paul. So. If the reason why everyone I knew was named Jessica is because some people read Dune in 1965. Yeah, maybe. Might have might have accounted for an, an uptick in popularity. Who knows? Well, you know, right around the same time this came out, you know what else came out? Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica Simpson? Yeah. So, Aaron, Paul has these dreams that are sort of prophetic. He can sort of he's sort of dreaming about the future. And his mother, Jessica, is part of this weird organization of space nuns. Cool. And their whole deal I guess is that they can do it, though. And their whole deal is that they're trying to um, they're trying to find like the next savior of humanity. 
And Jessica wasn't supposed, and it's an all-girl oh, group, the space nuns. They're all nuns, not all priests. And they and Jessica was not supposed to have a son. She was. I was going to gonna say, what, what's yeah, she sort of broke off from the sect. She sort of did what something she wasn't supposed to do by having Paul in the first place, and now Paul has these weird superpowers uh, that the space nuns are uh, concerned about. So they're going to give him a test to see what he's uh what he's what he can do what his powers can do how long do you think that hair takes to uh, i know to i'm impressed it's amazing it's it's, it's a little blade runnery oh yeah might be a wig either way <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't blade runner have hair like that i gotta go back i gotta check that out Mm. Um, yeah, she kind of did. Sean Young kind of had like a, mm -hmm. whatever you call that, an updo or whatever that up is. Up Yeah. Oh, look, it's a little pug. <laughs> At least pug survived. Yay. Way to go, pug. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't have that. Yeah, right? People would just love, the pugs are universally adorable, apparently. Yeah. But the concept of pets are, is still a thing in 10,000... Yeah. And well, but it's clothes. only pugs and bulldog breeds that have really. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. And giant fucking Gi worms. Giant worms. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna have a hard time breathing in the dry climbs. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Right. They have masks, probably. I, uh, yeah. But for the dogs, do they bring the pug to the to Arrakis? I don't remember if you ever see the dog. Oh. Once they get to once <laughs> they get to Arrakis, they get killed pretty soon after that. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think there is one like fun shot of like everything getting blown up and the dog running through the halls. <laughs> oh. I'm hoping it's true. As you do. Yeah. So this lady's like the Reverend Mother, uh, Mother Superior or whatever, and she's uh, testing. Well, don't they all, all, don't the nuns have the thing called the voice? Yeah, they have the... basically makes you whatever they say you are forced to do. You don't have, Yeah, you, they can like compel you with their control you. They're like Gollum. It's like a Gollum voice. Yeah, it's a weird voice effect thing. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, Seth, I remember the scene from watching as I was a kid. Ooh. It's freaky. You know, if we were communicating by our minds, um, you know what men's you know what men's voice would say? <laughs> what? Smoke weed every day. <laughs> yeah. Smoke That's weed the... every day. What was that? The soundboard? Yeah, it was the soundboard. It was the button that said "smoke weed every day." Well, certainly. Smoke it. weed every day. <laughs> I've got that spice running through my life. Oh, I got it. <clears throat> Speaking of spice. No. Speaking of melange, that's the other thing they call it. <laughs> uh, this is the test where he puts his hand in the box, he feels burning sensations, and he's supposed to... Uh, Just deal with it. Deal with it. Oh, it's like meditation. But, like, it's, supposedly, it's, like, nobody, uh, like, oh, ever passes Jesus. this test? Yeah, die? nobody ever, no man, I think, has ever passed the yeah. test. Well, if you felt like your hand was being burned by acid. Right. Jesus. 
but you're supposed to be able to remember that it's not real. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not actually happening. It's crazy that this movie was almost 40 years old, but it is wow. I'm I'm super impressed by by David Lynch and just this whole effort here. You should let Yay. him know that we really support this movie. Maybe he'll start talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it'll become popular one day. <laughs> that one was called Darth Vader. No, <laughs> I thought it was just part of the movie. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Who who else would you cast in Kyle MacLachlan's place today instead of Th- Timothy Chal- Chalamet? Seth Rogen. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> We're going in a very different direction. That would be a very good, that'd be a choice. <laughs> That's, that, yeah, I like that. It's different. It's not Dennis Villeneuve's uh, movie. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that this stuff expands your mind? Uh, I already, uh, I already have something for that. <laughs> yeah, too, uh, uh, too late. <laughs> but I'll try it out. <laughs> Excuse me while I go have sex with Charlize Theron. <laughs> yeah, she would play that role right there. The 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 mother, the pre the mother, the nun. Yeah, the mother Benny Gesserit, is she? She is a Benny Gesserit, yeah. Don't throw your do knowledge around like you swinging your dick, man. You know, you knew that. Pulling Sorry. words out like he knows what he's talking about. Sorry, Dad. I think he does know what he's talking about. <laughs> I know. It's it's so rare for this show for men to know what he's talking about. I mean, you're not wrong. You sit there and take that, man. No, I will. I, I mean, how can you argue against the truth? You'd be crazy too. You'd have to be a cultist, basically. But let's not bring politics into this. I forgot to say at the beginning this was a special episode because it's the first one that we've recorded without a Donald Trump as president. Uh. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I can barely bring myself to cheer. Man. Last four years have been rough on you guys. <laughs> Year has been rough, I think. So we're we're keeping it together. It's 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 we're on an upswing. Are we about to meet the Baron Harkunian? 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 We got some static on the line. No, that was that's audience applause button. Oh, oh okay. Uh, that doesn't really read. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really read. This guy, did this guy play? Well, I'm Mozart? sorry, but I don't know if it reads or not until I push it. So no, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Brad Dourif. The Mentat. By the juice of Sappho. <laughs> it's, it's pretty uh, yeah. flowery. He's, uh, you might remember him as Wormtongue from the Lord uh, of the Rings films. Okay. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> It's basically the same role. Hmm. Kind of a yeah, kind of. He is. Yeah. It's kind of a lackey. He's a lackey. evil lackey. Yeah, evil lackey. Bernard Conan. Uh, what? Uh, it it almost feels a uh, 
uh, fascist. Their their look, their whole regime look. They are very stormtroopery looking. Well, they're the baddies. Okay. Yeah, they make no no efforts to conceal the fact that they're the baddies. <laughs> Everything about them is pretty horrid. It, you feel it makes yeah. me. Oh my gosh! What That's the hell is unnecessary to have the, those people look like that? <laughs> oh my gosh! So this explains the sores a little more. Oh Jesus! Yeah, um. Matt, do you know why? Could you give us a little uh, exposition? Oh, this scene is disturbing me. Ah, it it reminds me of those popping videos, those like pimple popping videos. Doctor Popper. Oh God. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm guessing that all of this is how they are described in the book. Okay. Except for this room with the green walls. This is a real room at Cal Poly Pomona. <laughs> what do you suppose sad violin is? Let's see. For Sting's entrance, no less. Oh, wait. Sting just came in? Yep. Yeah, Sting came in. There he is. And his big fat partner. I think they're cousins. Oh, are they cousins? I think so. I pushed records. I pushed record scratch when Sting came in, but that didn't really yeah. read either. It, it didn't. Really read. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got patches on the line. <laughs> See, they're yeah. plotting. They're plotting to send them to Arrakis, where. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is getting, like into things. Yeah, Patch is was... doing some ASMR. Sorry, guys. Yeah. It's a trap. She's like, it's a trap. <laughs> oh, oh. Mm. What about Sting? Mm. He's watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Oh, wow. They're really going all in with the weird, crazy alien stuff. There's a lot of goopy stuff in this film. Yeah, they're gross, this movie. There's a lot of gross stuff in this film. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. If you give David Lynch a lot of money, he's going to do a lot of gross shit. Hmm. I, 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 <laughs> Matt is all in his soundboard. These outfits are, I mean, there's almost Star Trek level uh, quality here with some of them. <laughs> what do you mean? No, like the, uh, the, the, the servant who, who was just pushed in in that white plastic uh, contraption. It looked like he was wearing diapers. I don't know. Sting looks good, though, for sure. I think it's in his contract that Sting can be evil but not look creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Later, when he strips down to his little gold bikini, uh, you get a you get a real eyeful of Sting in this movie. <laughs> oh, his name wait. is Vladimir. Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he can fly too. Now I he's like Java the Hutt kind. Of. Like 
You can kind yeah. of see like what David Lynch's J Return of the Jedi would look like because his right. job of the hut, <laughs> his job of the hut, would have looked a lot like this guy. <laughs> Interestingly, this is more disturbing to me than Jabba the Hut. Oh my! Whoa, Jesus! Why? Why? Billy yeah. Eilish uh, yeah. music video. See, they look at the young boy right Oh, that's like. Oh, you mean that guy's outfit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that outfit. It looks like it's made out of plastic. Oh my! What? Oh, this is so disturbing. Oh. Yeah, he's not a nice person. I don't even remember this from like watching it when I was young. And they make them have weird like gaps shaved in their heads and stuff. Oh. That guy standing next to Brad Dourif is Jack Nance, who's a, a regular uh, uh, David Lynch guy. He's Pete Martell in Twin Peaks. And <laughs> he was a racer head. You know, he's he's been Ooh. all David Lynch's stuff. Wow. That scene is so that whole point of that scene is just to show you how bad those guys, those just people. Are. Like, that was now you know they're mean. <laughs> Case, in case you didn't know before. Oh, there's uh, the pug. The pug has returned. Oh, yeah. He's taking the dog with him. Yeah, that scene is super gross. Even by today's standards. It was like, God. So. Yeah, it's it's goopy. Well, now we're flashback. Sometimes David Lynch can be gross. <laughs> really appreciate it though because like I, I it was sort of like um, walking a line whereas like if, if it was done nowadays by someone you're talking in a trash I can can't, I can't hear you at all man <laughs> I have to now he's now he's gone permanently okay moving on <laughs> can you hear me can you hear me sort of uh. It just turns on, sounds like your volume is turned way down. It sounds like somebody was humping one of their mics a little bit, and then there's cutting me out. Sorry. Oh, look. That looks like the, the inanimate carbon rod that attacked the Earth in Star Trek IV. <laughs> it kind of does. You're right. I love that they have just a big old, like, uh, picture frame on the outside <laughs> of, their, <laughs> of their cargo bay where they store the ships. Classy. Like, yeah, it is. It's super classy. It's like they're, they're royalty, man. You got a gold gilded stuff. Yeah, just because we're traveling, just because we're going to another planet doesn't mean we can't travel in style. <laughs> So again, it's a lot of Kyle McLaughlin just looking into space while Kyle McLaughlin does a voiceover explaining what he's what's happening. What's happening? Like <clears throat> it's like, yeah, they're getting ready to go to the other planet. We know. We know that. <laughs> they sent yeah, a lot, they of, money a lot of telling and not, not as much showing. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're 40 minutes into the film and they haven't gotten to a rockus yet. Yeah. So yeah. the worms are the those those guys are the navigators. Right? Yes. And they are the ones that can make space travel uh, they, happen yeah. with the power of the spice. Yeah. Spice. 
these effects are definitely. I do like that it's called spice. <laughs> they, so they shoot what out of their holes? What is? What are they shooting? Uh, uh, what uh, don't they shoot out of their holes? So, so the navigators have like. Um, they've like ingested so much spice that they've basically transformed into these creatures, right? Yeah. Like, and they, um, they sort of live in spice. Like that liquid they float in is like spice juice. Uh. And then they like spew some of their spice power out <laughs> when they when it's time to go fast in space. Okay. When they have to go to warp speed. This is their version of dilithium. This is yes. how they get around the galaxy, yeah. is by uh, giant space navigator dudes uh, live in spice baths. Well, I'm curious to see the updated rendition of that. Oh, they got a, a cylinder. Yay. <laughs> it is what he was talking about. Well, he said it looks like late the Late to the conversation there, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was dealing with some tech stuff. <laughs> Here's and the there fan. you have the titular dunes. There it dunes. is. Dunes when we get done with this, you guys should watch the trailer for the new version, mm -hmm. and you'll see the the sort of aesthetic that they're going for is very different from what David Lynch is doing here. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Those are animated. Like somebody's got to be right. That yeah, can't somebody's be, colored yeah. those in. There's yeah. A, yeah, there's a double exposure thing. Yeah, that's not that's not as natural. Mm. It looks like they might have like blue contact lenses under that, maybe. Yeah. And then they double. lay over blue on top of it. Could be. Get the double whammy. I feel like maybe we have we probably have friends who are Dune heads who have read like all of the books. Mm. Uh, Wait, there's more than one book. Oh my god, yes. yes. There's so many. <laughs> Isn't it like a isn't it like a Tolkien thing? Like he died and they kept making they kept releasing. Yeah, like he books. wrote he wrote like four or five and then died, and now his son writes them like oh, okay. the continuing stories. Yeah. But yeah, he's it's a I whole. Mean, the first one was 1965. Was he like into psychedelic drugs and stuff like that? Like, where's this little spice thing come from? Yeah, he was kind of part of the whole um, early environmental movement. Like, he's he's the inventor of Earth Day. Like, you know how they, Earth Day is on <laughs> April 22nd every year? Oh. Yeah. The only reason I know that is it's, also, it's also my birthday. That's how I always yeah. remember it. But um, he started that. He was, he was sort of a hippie. Yeah, like, yeah. you know. And um, so I'm sure psychedelic drugs were not like uh, foreign to him, you mm -hmm. know. <laughs> He's part of that sort of class of science fiction guys who were big in the 60s, like Robert Heinlein and like guys like that who were writing about sort of like the changes in culture, but through yeah. science fiction, you know, mm -hmm. Stranger in a Strange Land and all those kind of books. <laughs> I'm just so, trying to figure out whether he's pro spice or anti spice because the people who take too much are pretty gross looking. <laughs> well, he's pretty pro spice, I think. In, okay. Like when you get down, okay. 
you can't really get to it. Seems important, but um, seems like maybe you could do too much of it or something. <laughs> mm, well, if you do uh, too much of it, then you can travel between. That's true. Uh, I guess you just the the weirdness of them kind of is off putting mm. to me. So the grotesqueness. So I'm like, is that a good thing? Well, I you know those are personal. Well, in this and in this book, mostly in this story, it's mostly a metaphor, right? It's it's this book is really about like oil. You know, the spice is just a a metaphor for oil that has super, you know, it can give you superpowers and shit. But really, this like if you strip away sort of the sci fi trappings, this book is about the Middle East and about Uh like colonization and imperialism and all those kinds of things. Um I've never snorted oil before. But it powers your engines, is my point. Mm. Don't play dumb with me. <laughs> yeah. Nice attempt to derail everything. You probably have, man. <laughs> don't, don't say dumb shit while I'm making a good point. Like, yeah, that's what's not- it. <laughs> Sorry, that's, uh, I thought that's why I was hired. <laughs> nice. That's Max that von Sydow. Yeah, it sure is. He looks great. Max von Sydow didn't want to do this movie because he uh, thought it was dumb. But <laughs> he's really good friends with Alec Guinness, who had been in Star Wars years <laughs> earlier. And apparently Alec Guinness said to Max von Sydow, uh, just do it, Max. It doesn't you'll they'll pay you a, a fortune and it's really easy. And you don't, it doesn't matter if you understand what it's about. And so Max Doncino <laughs> agreed to be in this movie. <laughs> it's the beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, Alec Guinness famously got paid and <laughs> thought what he thought of thought, Star Wars. He thought the whole thing was silly. He said mm-hmm. he said the script was incomprehensible. Yeah. <laughs> was it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so these costumes that they're wearing. They turn sweat into drinkable water. Cool. And everything. Oh, but also waste matter, too. Yes. I think uh, it's just supposed to be sweat, isn't it? I don't no, think no, they also pee in these suits, the do they? The suit processes no, he urine. Just said, oh, does he it? just said urine and feces, urine and feces. are processed oh. in, in this Ooh, pouch right here. Mm-hmm. I knew it was sweat. Because they call them, what well, they call them, like, perspiration suits or something like that, right? So you're just supposed still to go suit. in the suit and it'll convert it for you? They call them still suits. Still yeah, suits. Yeah, it's for surviving in the desert because yeah. the whole planet no the whole planet is desert, yeah. so there's like no water anywhere. Yeah. So if they get trapped in the desert, the only way to survive is to sort of live through these suits, right? Because mm. otherwise yeah. you, you die of thirst or whatever. Fucking Bear Grylls would love one of those suits. <laughs> He's probably built one. I bet he would consider it cheating. Guy <laughs> loves drinking his own pee. <laughs> in survival situations, he just doesn't. I don't know. I think he does it at home. I mean, nobody's forcing him to go to those places. 
He's demonstrating. He's putting himself in those places so he has reason to drink his own. He drink. could stay home if he didn't want to drink his own. <laughs> it's all an elaborate ruse. Do you, so he loves drinking his own pee, but he feels really bad about it. So he has to come up with reasons why he. So he's to. like, I'll become a television star, <laughs> and that way I'll have to drink my own pee. <laughs> Because it's what the people demand. <laughs> you think his producers are like Bear? Like they've seen this enough times. They don't right. need. Yeah, this is. You, a, I think his producers are like Bear. There's like a creek right over there. <laughs> like just off camera, there's a lovely creek. No, no, no. That's <laughs> too dangerous. I have no, to no. drink my own pee. No, 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 no. Here we go into. Did the I tell desert. you guys for my uh, that my. Uh, uh, my mom gave me uh, for Christmas an emergency uh, backpack. Have we talked? Did we talk about this? No. Yet? Yeah. She gave me one of those like survival kits because <laughs> uh, she got one and she thought it was. She was like, "You should have one too in case there's like a big earthquake or something." Mm -hmm. So now I have this like huge backpack with like <laughs> it's power bars and yeah. water tablets and like. Um, glow sticks and an emergency radio like all this stuff um which i actually have to admit i'm kind of glad i have now because yes. i'm like you know there could be a big, big yeah. huge earthquake and you might yeah. need a might need a, something like that yeah. a, so i even though i was like i was kind of laughing about it i'm also like i'm like glad i have it now and i know where it is and you know so anyway i have an emergency kit does anybody else have an, a survivor kit for when the big one hits, yeah, I it's does. possible. My <laughs> wife has one. I I wouldn't know where it is. I should probably re up it, but I have like a a big trash can in my closet that's like all for emergency. Mm -hmm. Roll it out, and it's got like clothing and other things that you might need in case of. I hadn't noticed that he had a diamond carved into his yeah. head. Did so, I? Mm. You were like so distracted by the uh, mustache. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody knowing my affinity for Quantum Leap, but Dean Stockwell is amazing. He does not do enough work. Yeah. Well, he's got to be pretty old now. Yeah, but even when he could, I don't think he did enough. Mm -hmm. Well, David Lynch liked him. Cause... Yeah. He's in Blue Velvet. Going to be in Blue Velvet in a couple of years after this movie. I was looking at the 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 uh, the castle. I didn't realize that Ed from Twin Peaks is also in this film. Yeah, uh, a lot of know. a lot of David Lynch regulars uh, show up in this movie. He plays the head. He plays the boss of the the rebels, the Freeman. The Freeman or Freeman, how you say? So all they're doing is just flying around. Like, like for, for a movie that is incredibly dense and complicated, this is what I was saying earlier. It's a lot of, it's a lot of yeah. people just sitting and talking. Well, you know it's what so I, much. They're just explaining everything. There's David Lynch. There's David Lynch. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. David Lynch. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> David Lynch in his one cameo in this movie. I like the quilted interior of their cabin. Yeah, it's like all upholstered yeah. and shit. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the uh, frame doorway thing, spaceway. Uh -oh. Is something going wrong? Is something going wrong? Hmm. They're under attack. By... This is the the part. This is the trap that Matt had mentioned earlier. Yeah. 
So now that they've gotten them to this, this planet, they're going to they're going to launch this attack to yeah. wipe them out. Well, this first part is just there's a worm attacking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and what the, the trap part is that the carry-all that's supposed to take the harvester away, there's it's not there for some reason. There's the worm. Yeah. And that's Comes because the of the Arconin. Here comes the worm. And the <laughs> guy who wrote Tremors has an orgasm. <laughs> Come like, to Jesus moment. I know what I'm going to do when I grow up. He's like, I'm going to write a movie with about giant, giant worms. Worm, but it's in Texas instead. Yes. <laughs> but here's the trick. Yeah. It's in Texas. <laughs> it's a bunch of rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> and then his, his mom served him a big plate of bacon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And destiny was sealed. I feel like Max von Sydow did uh, other space movies before this, or maybe after this. Was it after this? I think he's in. Uh, he's done other things since then, but I don't know if he had done anything. Well, like wasn't this he before this. wrong that he was in Flash Gordon? He's in Flash Gordon, he's mean, which, but right? that's after this. That's after uh, this. <laughs> I thought that was before this. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it's like eighty-seven or eighty-eight. Flash Gordon. Yeah. I could be it's wrong. It's a big, it's a big spice worm. Oh, they're big. Mm. <laughs> yes, Daddy. And spicy. <laughs> oh no, Flash Gordon is nineteen eighty. Oh, okay. So, so he had already done a big. So what the who was he to start complaining about <laughs> Doom when he was in Flash Gordon? Maybe because he saw how Flash Gordon sort of played out. He Maybe was, he was like, "I'm never doing that never again." Never doing that shit again. <laughs> I remember Although all I that crazy Flash ass makeup I had to be in. <laughs> yeah. Who did he he's play in, in Flash Gordon he's again? He's in Conan. Well, that's uh, this. D. Laurentiis. Connection. That's true. There you go. Mm -hmm. You guys want to hear um, some of the reviews of the film? (laughs) Sure. Roger Ebert gave Dune one star. And out of four, and wrote, This movie is a real mess, an incomprehensible, ugly, unstructured, pointless excursion into the murkier realms of one of the most confusing screenplays of all time. I don't agree with ugly. I don't agree with ugly either. Uh, he called it his, it was his worst movie of the year that year. He said it was the worst movie of the year. Wow. Jeez. Siskel's Man. review. Siskel said it's physically ugly. It contains at least a dozen gory, gross-out scenes. I guess count spe- that stuff. It is ugly. I'm focusing on the. But and the story <laughs> is confusing. Can I finish reading the review? Its story is confusing beyond belief. In case I haven't made myself clear, I hated watching this film. <laughs> That's strong. Well, uh, it wasn't the director's cut. New York Times, several of the characters in Dune are psychic, which puts them in the unique position of being able to understand what goes on in the movie. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Bad, bad reviews. Mm -hmm. But I think Min's point is that, like, over the years, it's become sort of a, uh, partly because of Lynch heads and partly because of Dune heads, uh, it's become sort of a cult. 
cult classic. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would happily watch David Lynch's four hour director's cut of this movie. I bet it's better, even though it's twice as long. Yeah. There's Linda oh, Hunt. Linda Hunt. Academy Award winner, Linda Hunt. She's talking to herself. She's talking to herself. That's all they do in this movie is talk to themselves. <laughs> the AR budget alone on this film was millions of dollars. Well, and a lot of the voiceover stuff was added after, too. Like sure. Lynch, Lynch didn't uh, do most of that stuff. Yeah, he just had is that a minutes and minutes of people staring into space saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, he might have. Who knows? Wouldn't be out of, wouldn't be totally out of character for him. No. No. Here it goes. Did he just take spice? Did he yes. just eat the spice? Oh, okay. Oh, you know whoa. you gotta try it once, right? I think my favorite thing to come out of all this, unsurprisingly, is that there was an excellent video game. <laughs> was there? Dune, Dune 2 was like, there's a first Dune game that was kind of a bizarre, like, like kind of a adventure, like interactive adventure, like puzzler. Mm. But there was a second game that was like a, a real time strategy game. Where you like built built like bases oh, and harvested sure. spice and stuff. Okay. It was it was awesome. Mm. Huh. And when did that come out? Uh probably in the early nineties. Well, like a PC game or yeah. Uh, you know, or Sounds like guys, a, uh, or a giant dildo has flown into the room, <laughs> you guys. I don't know. Oh so good. Really... We're we're finally gonna get some 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 sexiness and not action's coming now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he took the spice and had weird vision. Like he already has weird dreams. Now he's going to have weird visions too. And now he, he just slips off into like a dream trance and then now he's back and he's realizing someone's trying to kill him. Yeah. This little floating robot death okay. thing is floating around in the room trying to kill him. But as long as he stays perfectly clear, it can't like spot him or whatever. So he has to use his magic powers to like. For a far future thing, their their vision of the future is not very. It's not lasery. No, it's <laughs> not lasery. It's very it's not, pokey. It's not bright and energy. It's all like needles and hard, hard yeah, edges. They, they went back to swords and knives and stuff to fight. It's a lot of pokey. They do have the shields, but <laughs> oh, Barry got it. Well, this, how... <laughs> this room is not clear. He's he's got that uh, floppy hair look, that uh, shaggy hair look. Yeah, his hair is very shoofy in this well, scene. Well, it is shoofy. <laughs> it might be the year ten thousand. I was trying to say. I was trying to say. I was trying to say floofy, but then I got. I started. I started to say shaggy. And then I got all mixed up, and it came out. It came out shoofy. I'm sorry. I think, I think no, that's I a good way to describe that hair. Uh, shoofy. It's floofy and shaggy. Yeah, uh, shoofy. Well. Hmm. So, you, uh, have we figured out who the traitor is yet? 
Not yet. He hasn't revealed himself. It's always the shifty guy with the mustache. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the mustache alone should give it away, right? <laughs> Dean Stockwell? If only he had a full Dean Stockwell, like... Ah, oh, what happened here? That was the guy controlling the, the space dildo. I don't know, the shifty guy with the big eyebrows, too, could be the bad guy. <laughs> uh, big eyebrows is never a good thing. Which one has the big eyebrows? This guy. Is that yak hair, you think? <laughs> if they did it right, it is. It's got a little, um, uh, it feels a little like um, Brazil. Who, who's the director for uh, Terry Gilliam? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Their aesthetic is very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It needs to be more weird for the sake of being weird. As our other friend Matt, though, noticed, David Lynch is kind of European foo-foo with its weirdness. <laughs> Shoofy, would you say? Terry Gilliam's American. Yeah. But, yeah. I, mean, I know David Lynch is, too. I mean, he worked with, you know, Monty Python. I don't think of Terry Gilliam as being particularly American. He's been all no, those I, years in England. Yeah. He, <laughs> doesn't he still live in England? I Probably. He's an Anglophile. Is he ever going to make that Man of La Mancha movie? I think he made it. Did it get made? I think Did so. Did it actually come out? I think I saw it a came. Documentary. I, about I think it. they put it on. Um, Some I service. think he made it. Did it get made? Oh, okay. Let's see if I can find that. Although Johnny Depp is such a troubling figure these days. He's not. In, it's not him. It's oh, the, did they reshoot it completely? They reshot it completely. It's uh it's Adam Driver. Oh, really? Oh, well, that, I can get behind that. That was who I was thinking uh, could play Kyle MacLachlan's role for a remake. Adam would be, yeah, I'd be on board with that. Yeah, I like him. Came out in 2018. I never saw it. Have to look I to see if I find that. I'd, I'd like to see Samuel Jackson as Kyle MacLachlan's character. Really. Oh. Speaking of Samuel Jackson, I was blown away the other day when I found out how old he was. Well, he's got to be 70. He's 72. I was yeah. going to say, but he's in his 70s. I mean, does that blow your mind when you look at him? That's yeah, great. he looks good. I just kind of assume based on... Just how long he's been around, sure, but it's still yeah. like... Yeah. I mean... Still making movies. Love. <laughs> yeah, he does that. Mm-hmm. You, if I brought it up, you see the commercial with him and John Travolta as Santa Claus. I'd say in like banking ads, city. Like, yeah, it's Capital right? One. Yeah, okay, that's right. Uh oh. What's going on with well, so what the what the hunt quickly. Been in? I recognize her, but. Uh, some CSI show or something? Yeah, she's uh, on. She's on one of the NCISs these uh, days. Yeah. Um, What's she best known for? She well, she won an Oscar for the year of Living Dangerously, playing a man, which was a couple years before this, I think. And she played a male character. Yes, oh, okay. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, evil Dean Stockwell. She's the principal in Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> okay. No, well, then. 
That doesn't ring a bell. Wow. You never <laughs> seen Year of Living Dangerously, Aaron? It's good. No. It's good. I'll put it on the list. It's uh, Mel Gibson, young Mel Gibson, and Sigourney Weaver. Nice. What is that? Uh, Indonesia? Is that? Yeah, they're in. Yeah, Indonesia, right? The Philippines, yeah. Indonesia, someplace like that. Somewhere, yeah. What, what is his plan that Dean Stockwell is trying to uh, uh, pass on the king here? He's he's telling him, "Look, you're you're about to be captured. I'll and I'm the traitor, but I'll help you. I'll help the son and the wife get away if you let me put this poison capsule in your mouth, uh. and then." When you get up to uh, when you get to meet Baron Harkonnen, Harkonnen. Mm. Uh, you pop the capsule and like spit in his face, like breathe on him, uh. and it'll kill. He's like, it'll kill you, but it'll kill him. It'll also too. kill him. Mm. Cool. That's what his, if you don't do that's this, your scheme is. There's some wife. lasery stuff, you guys. Yeah. There's some lasery. <laughs> There's an abundance of machinery about in the, and their starships are huge. Uh, when you look at the scale of how like small the people are running into them, they they look a little impractical though. Like they're super wide. Oh, there it there's is. the there dog. Is. Oh, <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh. Star of the movie. The poor pug. He's been <laughs> left homeless. He'll be fine. Yeah, you never do find out what happens to the dog, right? <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't recall. Uh-oh. This is not good. Because Paul yeah. and Jessica go off into the desert, and the Duke gets captured. I don't think you ever see what happens to the dog after that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Loose ass. Oh, Stormtroopers. You got, got eaten by a worm. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm believing the dog is still alive out there. He's... I bet in the four-hour cut, you find out what happens. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's alive and well in the catacombs below the fortress. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's joined the resistance. He's leading the resistance. Movie. I bet at the very, I bet at the very last thing you see in the movie, in David Lynch's cut, is he picks up the dog and like gives it a big snooky on its. Nose. That's the post-credit scene. Yeah. Isn't there a pug in like Men in Black? Oh, he's got the pug. Oh, no, look, Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart has, has the dog. <laughs> Patrick Stewart has the dog. Nice. <laughs> We're going into war. I gotta take this dog with me, though. Let loose the, dog. the dogs of war. Yeah, that's an odd choice. Well, it's the, the king's dog, though, so he feels bad. He feels like he has to protect it. Aaron, if 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 your place burned down and you were killed, wouldn't you want us to save your possums and and patches and yeah? Pookie? Like it's yeah, just, he's like having combat. I just seems weird to have a dog in your front, but I don't know. Soon, soon. Shield. Meat shield. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you're so heartless, Sean. That's a living test of King's dog. Hey, <clears> you <throat> know what? Um, <clears throat> what's his name? Your character in D&D never would have died if you'd have let me sacrifice the dog in the first place. <laughs> it was fine. It was all good. And, uh, yeah, it was a good story. And uh, I can't believe you would kill a dog. You are heartless. Over a human? Well, yeah, because yeah. the humans. Yeah, just, just saying. Well, are we getting to the halfway point? It feels like we're. Yeah, we're about there. At that halfway point. Mm. We can we can oh. end it after this Eesh. scene if you'd like. Oh, 
Well, no. it's an appetite suppressant. I was going to make a snack, but no. <laughs> Not now. After he just spit in her eye. Mm-hmm. I'll power through. Hmm. Oh, Sting. You're Sting's not nice still looking good. Movie, Sting. No, he's a baddie. But he's not spitting on anybody. He doesn't have boils all over him. Yeah. He's not covered in, in poop. <laughs> Eyebrow grooming on point. <laughs> I know. She's got Terry Hatcher eyes. She's got Terry Hatcher. That's why he's so jealous. He's like, look at my eyebrows. They're huge. I know. <laughs> I thought big eyebrows were a, a point of pride in, in that uh, with those people. No. What mm-hmm. people? Well. Well. So they've taken over. They've, they've <laughs> invaded. <laughs> I but just yeah. Like, yeah. I gotta work those intense hand gestures into my day to day. Yeah, those will play well over Zoom. <laughs> yes. I need to get another cup oh, of he's coffee. turned on his <laughs> yeah. block shield. He turned on his shield. Yeah, it's very Tron, like the the FX look. Uh-oh. I really like. Oh, oh no. no, it drilled through the shield. Jesus. Oh no. Last stand. That guy's it's name all... was Duncan Idaho. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? His real name or the, the the character's name? The character in the movie is named oh. Duncan Idaho. Oh. I think that's the best state to put with Duncan. I don't think there's a better <laughs> Killed um, Dean Stockwell. Yeah. Oh. Even though he helped him. Oh, but he knew this would happen, right? A lot of characters like are only in the first bit of this. Like you know, Linda Hunt's in this movie for like thirty seconds before she gets. Half to... the cast dies in the first half. Yeah. Well, you know, they're, well, they're not afraid to pull punches. I think this That's is it. a good place to stop, so I'm going to pause. This is them leaving. And we will start up again next week. What are we at? 110.52? Yep. 110.52. Huh. So there was the first half of Dune. That was that was sort of a it downer. Was an hour and, uh, it was an hour <laughs> of exposition. And then something happened. She's not wearing her face mask right. I can see her nose. <laughs> That's true. Aaron. We'll have to write a complaint She's, to the FCC. As our friend points out, she refers to that as showing your penis when people do that. Nice. Jeez. Hmm. I haven't heard of that. Is that uh, opening the kimono? <laughs> you know it, Daddy. <laughs> the nose come on I feel like David Lynch has put us into a weird mood. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah, this never, movie is doing something. David Lynch movie again. I feel yeah. like the farms are taking over. I don't know. I'm I feel like at some point, I mean, some the, somebody's going to take our is... names off of this episode of Warped. <laughs> this, movie, this movie is like being on Spice while we're watching it. Like, the second yeah. half, a little bit more action occurs in the second half than in the first half. But, anyways, uh, do we just want to end the show, or you want to do some Connect Four? Let's just end. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Let's get through it. Are you red or black? We'll enjoy it later. Yeah, Connect Four would be hard to play on this <laughs> podcast form. Pretty sneaky, sis. Thanks very much for listening to Warped. Please join us next week for part two of Dune. Until then, you can email us at warpthepodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at warpthepodcast, and our merchandise is at lunar underscore flare. We're on Twitter at warptrek. Uh, you can follow me at host warped. Follow Min to learn about our Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu live streams and podcasts at Wet Maynard. Uh, or go to patreon.com slash warped and become a member to get access to additional material and bonus episodes. Sweet. Uh, well, like I said, next week we'll be watching the second half of Dune. And until then, my name is Sean. My name is Matt. I'm Jake. Aaron. Minwin. And I'm May. Good night, everybody.